Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the sun. One in the sun. One in the sun. So catchy. And uh, it was so fun to be a part of that with so many different churches in the area that are our heroes that are gathering today in the name that is above all names, the king that is above all kings, and the only one that can make us brand new and to come home and to be one and connected with the Father, Jesus. It can seem harsh, If you think about it, why is there this claim that there's only one way? But there's a different way to look at it. Thanks be to God that there's even a way. And that way came down and found us and made us brand new. Today, I want to share for a moment the banner for this message would be, we are one. City life, specifically here the lower KC that is a part of God's bigger church, the Ecclesia, 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 pronounced many different ways. City life, we are living, we are living a miracle. We have communion and community. Preacher John Piper says this way, we're a family on mission at war. (laughs) Do we value that? We're a nation, we're a people set apart, heirs when we're in Jesus, royal priesthood, showing a picture to the world that God is real and he lives. And even a statement to gather on a Sunday, where are they going? Or you could gather on a Saturday and you could gather on a different day. And... But as we're remembering, Jesus lives. The tomb's empty. This is good news to value that. I'm wearing a hoodie here that says one of one. This was a gift from one of the most beautiful souls on the planet I know, Noah Maldonado. And he, got, he was one of the people that helped work on the marketing and part of the team that we created the One Project. But the One Project was not something that you would experience and watch us. The One Project is a listening component, a watching component, and a re- reading component to empower people to be one with God and one with each other. So in other words, to equip you in your life. But one thing that's obvious, I've already noticed wearing this gift that, that he got me, he got me it a couple years ago, and I was really grateful that he got it, and I kept it uh, until the project would come out. But it says one of one. So the question today was, hey, can I get that hoodie? And at some point it might come out next year, and it's why I didn't even want to wear it, because I want many people to have access, and I don't want to create this separatist thing. But the truth of what this hoodie represents is actually already marked on your life. You are one of one to God. Do we value that? If your life was a painting or a canvas, and the portrait in the corner would be one of one. I know other people have said this quote, but for me, it was coined to Lecrae. You're born an original, don't die a copy. So value the way God sees you right here, right now. You are one of one. Perceived value of God, perceived value of myself, perceived value of community. There's an equation that is taught in sales where the perceived value when it exceeds or greater than the asking price, the sale takes place. 
So what I perceive the value of something, I'm willing to pay and exchange dollars for it to happen. Someone might say, well, that, you, got over, that was, you overpaid for that. Not if it meant a lot to me. So to zoom back a moment in my life, 1989, the perceived value of some Reebok pumps, oh, it didn't matter how much they cost. With inflation today, I'm not exactly sure what these would be today, but then at nine years old, thanks to my family, we were able to pitch in, figure this out, and make sure when I showed up at a new school in fourth grade, I had $180 shoes on. Dominique Wilkins commercials, D. Brown commercials, my perceived value was so high for these shoes. What's our perceived value of communion with the Father? To be union with God because of Jesus and to have community with each other, common union. To gather, to connect, to be real, to be vulnerable. And I pray today as we look at a picture of what the early church, we get a glimpse of in Acts, that we would be so caught up in the value and not look at the output, but look at the input of how this movement post-Jesus ascending to heaven and how did people respond. So we're going to Acts chapter 2. The CSB titles this section, A Generous and Growing Church. And Luke wrote the book of Luke about what Jesus began to do. And Acts is what Jesus continues to do. So you have the movement, the acts of God, the action, activity. Um, and one of the pitfalls we make when we read Acts is we look at the results all the time. It's hard not to. They did this, then this happened. But when we start to cross-reference, some of the results we're going to look at in this chapter, later this church is experiencing persecution and scattered. The real meat is, is what's happening on the front end, the good soil, the input of what's taking place. And so we're picking it up in verse 42, Acts 2. It says, they devoted themselves, being these followers of Jesus now, to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles, Probably disclaimer number one in our context. Signs and wonders, I want it, I want it, I want it. Today, you're already in a sign and a wonder if you're in Jesus. To be born again is the greatest miracle that's ever existed. To be engrafted in and adopted into the family of God is an absolute miracle. Now, I'm not discounting or discrediting praying for somebody and somebody gets healed, but at the same time, we prayed for people and they don't. There seems to be a mystery in it. And as we study scripture, we see not only can God heal in a moment, but he also sometimes through that gap, through that lack, endurance produces a hope that is beautiful. Long-suffering is part of the fruit of the Spirit as well, which is a class none of us want to sign up for. Oh, I'm in for Jesus. Where's the long-suffering line? <laughs> but in this room, if we're going to be real, isn't that a bulk of 
so many of our stories. We know somebody that's suffering, that knows Jesus, and the, re- the, the hope, the promise that we have in Jesus is that he's overcome this world, this, this life that's temporary, and that one day, this suffering will be met with glory. So beautiful. And then, Verse 44, it says, Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day. How often? Every day. Huh? Every day. How long? How many times? Daily. They devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. This is so cool, even the idea that they're still meeting in the temple and that there's still the movement of God happening, that sometimes we think God is here to end all of the works previous, but there's a continuation. It's not either or, it's both and. And today, someone might be in a house church and we're gathering here and there is no separation of how that could take place. Jesus being the head order through leaders, but ultimately the word of God that centers us, that our whole life is under the authority of it. And they're growing in that and they're devoting themselves in that, meeting together and they break bread from house to house. They're having communion. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts. Because they're remembering the why behind the what. The perceived value is how they've been bought, how they've been brought into this new life, this new family. They're caught up with it. They're praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Probably warning number two for our context. If we do this, instantly people are going to get saved. The great beauty here is They're doing the stuff, and then God's taking care of the rest. The stuff being, they're learning. They're having teaching through God's word. They're connecting. They're having relationship, fellowship with each other. They're having communion. They're breaking bread, remembering Christ's body that was broken, his blood that was shed. We have union with the Father. And then they're praying. Prayer, when it's formality, is exhausting. Let's pray. Okay, You know, we go through the motions, but when we remember we're desperate and dependent and we can't solve this, we start to want to have a communication that's ongoing and we pray without ceasing. So learning, relationship, communion, prayer, but to break it down in two today would be communion and community. That's what's taking place here. Lives that have been bought and connected with God that they want to learn and they want to connect with God's people in a powerful way to remember Jesus and his people. They had all things in common, common unity. Our common unity, our common goal is Jesus. Our common enemy is the devil. And sometimes I have to do an exercise where I take myself back to when Jesus made my life brand new and how transformative it was because as I met him, he cast my sin as far as the east to the west. He cleaned me, maybe called me by name, said, come here, showed me his worth. I felt shame, unworthy, and I said, 
my allegiance is to this king. It doesn't matter what someone on the left or right's doing. I want to be on this narrow path. It might be difficult, but it leads to life. And it hasn't been perfect, but it's been permanent. His grace that saved me has been sustaining me. And the same gospel I'm preaching is the same gospel that's saving me that I have to preach to myself. And taking me back to some of those moments, what, what I found was I had an excitement to meet the most awkward humans I had ever met in my life, and that was the church. Because up to that point, it's kind of you connect with who's cool to you. What kind of music you like. But there was this new sense of, I want community with these people. You like Jesus? <gasps> Dude, what's up? It didn't matter how you dressed. It didn't matter what you ate. And I just wanted to do it every day. And I think that's the journey is to keep that sensitivity, that excitement. And to remember why the perceived value of what it means to be in Jesus and with his people. Communion and community. So let me just hit the um, pressure valve release in this room for a moment. Wherever you're at on the journey, it's all good. You might not even feel like praying or connecting with God today. It's his kindness that will draw you back in. You might not want to connect with people because, let's just be real, there's been a gap. There's been a withdrawal. Some, on our part, if not a lot, for honest, but real wounds that we've experienced. And so the natural response is to then go out and do our own thing. That's not, that's not it, friends. So as long as it takes, the spirit of gentleness is here to say, hey, it's all good. I remember in some of the early years here, someone asked me, hey, we're, we know we should serve, but we're not ready to serve yet or be on the dream team. And I, I looked at them. I go, dude, it's all good. They're like, well, don't you need volunteers and stuff? God will build his church. Are we tempted at times to think, yep, oh, we need to fill a roster spot? Sure. But the pressure's off. It's already been won. Do we remember the good news? The good news is that <laughs> Jesus himself uttered on the cross, tetelestai, it's done. Christus victor, he won. So when we're in him, we won, we share, the, I don't even know what a profound thought that he shares his victory with us. We're in the parade going with him, the victory. Therefore, we are one. And as Wednesdays this month, uh, an emphasis on the church, specifically those that are not only believers in Christ, followers of Christ, and that should be a normative thought and experience, but I think sometimes we claim Christianity, but community is, is hard to do. Tim Keller tweeted out yesterday, everyone says they want community and deep friendships, however, because it takes accountability and commitment, we run the other way. You know? This is tough, but it's good. It's good. So on Wednesdays, we've been gathering. We just did one of them. And this Wednesday, we'll do it again at 6 p.m. And UNITE, and an acronym for that is you and I, together at the cross, because of what Jesus did, we get to eat at the table. We get to eat. 
even being at the same table, to fellowship at the same table. But family of God, let me lean in for a moment. The purpose of our table is to not talk about our, the, the, the game or our, or our hobbies only. I pray that we would want to be so caught up in the teachings of Christ. Hey, what scriptures have been checking you in your heart right now? Where has it hurt and it's been hard? And have authentic relationships at the table that Jesus is in the center of it. And that's what community is. That we can't do it alone. Acts Church is strong in such a beautiful model because they're close. There's no substitution for proximity. And that's not to downplay the, the, the YouTube shorts and some preaching sound bites that we get, but the real bulk of what this means is tomorrow when you wake up. God, today is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Connect with somebody, text with somebody. Be together, common unity. And if we can't take it from each other, let's take it from the otters. Check this video out. They hold hands so they don't drift away. If I wrote the story, when I'm mad, here's what I'd probably do. Me and God are tight and I don't need anybody. How God wrote the story. You and God are tight and you need somebody. And so do I. And the more wounds that happen and the harder it gets, that's probably why Christ said, receive the kingdom like a child. Because kids go back to school the next day, make up with somebody they fought or whatever. And here we have a luxury where we can you know, go our own ways, and there is a time and place for that. Please hear. There's time to heal and be with the Father and go through counseling and be alone, but we need to be really careful that our alone isn't a picture of escaping. And even when we disagree, there's beauty in listening and shaping and forming over time. Proverbs 18.1 puts it this way, that one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires, <laughs> He rebels against all sound wisdom. Difference between isolation and being alone with the Father. And there's grace. There's times when I've isolated and God has met me there and held me and just said, hey, I know you don't want to be around people right now. It's all good. And that's what he did for the day. But then over time, hey, you know I want to connect you with people, right? You're right. And it's a beautiful connection. And someone in this room, you might feel like you're upside down and drowning. And the community, a picture, is that we should rally around each other and remind them of who they are in Christ and to follow the words of Christ. And the turtle shows us the way in this example. To flip the turtle back, facing up. And there's a turtle at the very bottom that just wanted to get into. 
We can't do this alone. That's what community is. And before we close and get out of here, and I know that we can't cover all the ground in a Sunday service, but I pray that today is a, an anthem to know that in, in Christ, we're one body, one church. The marriage with our bridegroom, Jesus. And to want communion with God in everything we do daily and also community with his people. And you realize no one's, no one's awkward. We're all just people. And how amazing for the saints that profess Jesus. If you're here today and you don't have communion with God, you haven't said, Jesus, I can't, but you did and you can. And I pray today you just let go and let God. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and he will make you brand new. And let it not be cheap grace that would, okay, I got God, I can, you know, where grace abounds, sin should abound, and sin abounds, well, grace will abound all the more. No, 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 understand what we've been bought by because then we want to surrender and obey and wrestle with our flesh and say, God, I want to be with you. I want to put to death this flesh. I don't want to feed darkness. I want to feed the light. And that's where each other comes in. We're reminding each other of our convictions and keeping God at the center of everything. And we worship singing, the battle belongs to you. There's battles in this room, in this community, like some big battles for sure. And as a church in this community here, we're naming this season, these next two months, we want to end strong to begin still. That January would be such a time of consecration, not because we have to, but because we get to. I don't want to add another thing to my to-do list. I don't want to feel exhausted by the pace of society. I want to work from rest to Sabbath weekly and to please our audience of one. And that takes time. We got to create some space. So internally as a team here, we're trying to end some projects to end strong so that we can begin still. But the invitation is also for you. What's at home? Is there a project? What's going on in your job? Is there something that you know you got to end strong? Like close it, finish it. Or say, I can't do it, pass the ball. We got three piles that could be helpful to think of, okay, in the community here, I want to end strong these next two months. First one is get it done. Because that baggage we're carrying over and everything in our life, that to-do list is carrying over in the community. Just get it done. Second thing, pass the ball. I can't do it. I got to ask for help. Let me pass the rock. Or third, burn it because that season's over. Just burn it. That window's gone. Don't hold on to something that's not supposed to come with you to the next season. If I was sitting here telling you, man, I want to live like I'm 18. I want to live like I wasn't married. I want to live like I don't have kids. Hey, I hope you'd love me in the community and say, bro, you're married for 17 years. Bro, you got five kids. Bro, you're a pastor. What are you talking about? Those days of 18 are gone. I think you get the point. 
We're holding on to stuff because we're not willing to go into the next season. Let's end strong. Cut it. Kill it. Burn it. Let it go. We are living a miracle. It's so beautiful. It's so priceless. And the healthier each one of us are, the better our community is going to be, the better we're going to be able to serve Lansing, and the better we're going to be able to serve the 517 and the world. Let's give it to God. If you're in this room today and you're experiencing something that you can't, you just don't even know how, let's pass the ball to God. And to pass the ball to God could be you want to come kneel. It could be you sit and cry. It could be that you want to stand and just watch somebody up here worshiping. Whatever you want to do as we close and worship, I pray though, whatever the battle is, we would give it to God. We would let His fire purify it. We would let Him have full control and let Him heal the places that hurt. If you know somebody that's going through something, maybe you stand in the gap today. I remember sometimes going up front because I knew I needed to surrender and being embarrassed because people might think that I was going through something. Who cares? No one's sweet in this place, only Jesus. Don't let shame, fear, regret, worry stop us from giving the battle to our Lord. Amen? And if you see somebody that is up here or maybe as you look around that you sense you want to pray for, don't over-spiritualize it. Meaning this, who's the prayer team at City Life? We don't have a prayer team at City Life. Does that make us a bad church? Do you know why we don't have a prayer team at City Life? It's not because I don't believe in prayer team. I, we believe in prayer. We don't have a prayer team at City Life because guess who can pray? All the believers, you. You. You can pray. So you can go up to somebody you might even know. You might even say, I don't even know how to pray or what to pray, but I'm just saying, Jesus, help this person. <laughs> Do it. And you might be a pro prayer where you start praying in Aramaic or Hebrew or whatever. That's amazing. Latin. Start using Greek. Use it. Be you. You're one of one. Well, let's give it to God and let's pray for each other in this place and just get messy and let all the battle come out. I believe God wants to do something supernatural as we seal this service. In Jesus' name, amen. When I fight, I'll fight on my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet I'll sing through the night Battle belongs to you And when I fight I fight on my knees I sing Oh God The battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet I'll sing through the night
back into that and where it's hard or heavy continue to just bring it out I believe the Lord wants to take it in a way that feels uncomfortable it almost seems unreal that God would fight the battle for you he's our shepherd that's why it's daily bread that's why it's every day they got together The battle has already been won, and it belongs to Jesus. Fight on my knees, I'll sink through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you, and every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sink through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Belongs to you and every fear I 
I mentioned it before, but a reminder, Wednesday we'll have you night in the multi-purpose room. You're invited, it's from six to seven. It's an hour of worship, teaching, and fellowship for us to connect as a family this month. Next week, we'll have Pastor Boyer from Kingdom Life right down the street, who's one of the churches that's in the We Are One video. Honored that he'll be in the building and also online. Before we leave, you can go to citylifelancing.com and connect. Or out there in the hallway, there's a big neon thing that is similar to the, the insect things that draw you in, and, but it kills insects. But for you, hopefully it would draw you in to connect to God and each other. Through the team membership, through serving and the groups and events, but zero pressure, the pressure's off. Or if you have prayer or wanna learn more of the story of what's going on here. In, in the spirit of ending strong at City Life, we're trying to close out some projects so that we can begin still. And one of the goals we wanna work on better is how we can improve our communication to keep all of us on the same page where it's easy, it's consistent, it's simple. So know we're making steps towards that so that we can communicate to City Life, what's going on? How's it happening? And, and continue to do that better so you can see that more in advance. So pray as a team that we would end strong so we don't have residue that carries over so that we can be clear and concise to what we believe the Lord's calling us to do together to love this city one life at a time. We'll see you next week. It's gonna be We Are One again. We're gonna be in the One Project for quite some time. We wanna empower people to be one with God and one with each other. We'll see you at 10 a.m. and 11.30, all races, all faces, all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving this city one life at a time. And we won't stop until Jesus comes back and makes all things new. Have the best day of your life. Go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.